Welcome to Teaching Takeaways, Season 2, Episode 2. I'm your host, Amanda, and I'm glad you're here. This podcast series is about sharing favorite tools, strategies, thoughts, and fun finds on all things education. If you have any connection to the education field and want to finesse your craft, this is the space to hang out and grab a piece of instant relevance. A takeaway you can apply to your classroom the very same day. Friends, today I want to chat about all things emoji in the classroom. I'm going to share six ready-to-go ideas for any grade, but most applicable to grades three and up. These ideas fit nicely in the Daily Five model, virtual, or in-person learning as well. And as an added bonus, they create student engagement across subject areas. Are you ready for it? Here we go. Idea number one, use the emojis with your weekly vocabulary. Or you could even do this with spelling words and showing what the words mean maybe in emojis. But in our fifth grade classroom, the kids really enjoy creating emojis to show me that they understand whatever the vocabulary word is. For the week, we do five tier two academic vocabulary words every 10 school days. And this is just one of the ways that we practice. Um, We can do it in word workstation. We will launch that on Monday, October 5th. But for now, it's been at home and in the classroom on the fly because it's something really quick and easy that you or your students could do. So what it looks like is if the word is beverage, for example, that was the word a couple weeks ago, then I have the parameters that students have to pick six different emojis to show their understanding of what the word means. So if the word is beverage, then what that looks like is maybe a baby bottle, a soft drink, a coffee cup, the tea cup. I stayed away from the alcohol because I don't really feel like that's appropriate in the classroom and I would hope that your students would as well. Can't remember, I don't have them in front of me, but just to give you an idea. So there was gonna be six emojis for each word. Another word that we used most recently is the word banquet. So the emojis I used was the um, a dinner setting, place setting. We used a drink and I can't, I think I used the tea emoji for that one. We used people and the happy smiley face uh, blowing the party horn emoji and the kids saw them all lined up in a row and they're like banquet because banquet means you know to have a celebration or gathering to recognize. I think is I don't remember the exact bit you get the gist of what they saw and how we created it. So anyway, so that's one easy option that you could put into a choice board or a may-do-must-do menu or however you set things up for homework or for daily five stations. Using emojis for spelling words is a winner as well as vocabulary words. And then you also understand, are the students understanding what the words mean? So there is 
resource idea number one, emojis in vocabulary. And this could also be any vocabulary, science and ELA or how I've used it so far. But you can most certainly do it in math and social studies. And it's something fun and they don't even realize they're practicing their words. Idea number two with using emojis in the classroom could be a reading summary. It could be with a picture book. It could be with a chapter that they are reading. And again, this could be a station. It could be a choice item. It could be homework. But that's really fun, too. And not setting parameters is an easier way to do things. I like to level up in my class as much as possible. and add some parameters such as like we talked about in the vocabulary piece using six different emojis to show something you could do it with a book summary that they have to you know pick five or pick ten pick whatever number you think is reasonable for the grade level you teach and then after they do that they need to either write or speak to explain their choices so their summary can be about those three little pigs and they could do three you know individual pigs and you could do a picture of a house and i think the emojis have a wolf i cannot remember and i'm in the car recording this right now but whatever it is it could be a beginning middle and end for a summary or do the somebody wanted but so then and plug in the emojis following that framework when they're done, they can write a one-liner to tell you whatever their emojis mean and why they chose it. And again, it's a quick way for you to see that they understood what they read. That is a good one. I have not used this one in the classroom yet. It's going to be launched on Monday, October 5th. So I will circle back to you on what a fifth grader's perspective is for summarizing a chapter using emojis but i just wanted to throw that idea out and that could be again in any book any subject they could summarize a math unit a particular skill like in fifth grade they're learning volume they could show their learning for volume or understanding for volume by using emojis so it's pretty limitless but i think it's fabulous and again it's meeting our kiddos where they are at and engaging them while getting content that's meaningful for us. Resource or idea number three that I wanted to share with you using emojis in your classroom is one that I've been using since the very first week of school. Our school up until now has been in a hybrid model. So we had a group coming on Monday, Tuesday, a different group coming Thursday and Friday, and all groups stayed home and the teacher came to the classroom on Wednesday for small group Zoom sessions. So anyway, back to what I want to share with you is this one is the three emoji check-in. I got the idea from Pinterest and I really liked it. And what my students really liked is that they had freedom on how they shared their three emojis. So we use Canvas for our platform for all things virtual learning. And so what I did is I uploaded the assignment in Canvas that simply told my students to pick three different emojis to share 
how they are feeling about school at this point in the week. Because at this point in the week, they are either at home and ready to come to school, or they've been to school and now they're at home. So it's a good way to see where the kiddos are at. And on the Canvas upload option, I gave them the option to take a picture and write about it. They could create it in Google Slides or Google Docs and share the link with me. They could also record themselves talking to me, similar to like Flipgrid, and they're telling me and what they would pick. And it was really neat to, I guess, connect with these kiddos on another level because they had my undivided attention for the one minute or so that it took them to share their emojis. And I also got to see progression. I got to see where kids were feeling scared or overwhelmed or confused to up until now, week seven, they are happy, excited, feel like they understand what's going on. And so anyway, it's good feedback from a kid perspective and it's neat to see where they start and where they go. All students come back to school every day of the week where I work on Monday, October 5th. And what I plan to do is continue to do that. And I don't do morning worksheets. I don't believe in them whatsoever. But um, what I'm thinking I'm going to do is on Wednesdays, there will be a check-in with some sort of post-it chart behind our morning meeting message where kids can just go and drop it off and have their name on the back side, the sticky side of the post-it note, so that I can see how they are feeling. And it's not a big deal. And because of where it's at in the classroom, students aren't tuned in to what everybody else is going, you know, doing because in fifth grade, you know, they become a little more aware and can get embarrassed easily. So anyway, it's a good way for me to see where they're at, what emojis they're picking, and um, keep that going while they can communicate. So anyway, the three emoji check-in, the parents have loved it, the kids love it. I've learned a lot about them, and it's just really um, helpful, formative data to kind of meet them where they're at and see what direction we need to go when it comes to instruction as well. So three emoji check-in. I like it. I like it virtually. I will let you know about in person, but I'm sure it's going to be just as awesome. So that's an easy way to um, incorporate emojis with social emotional learning. The fourth idea I had was to use emojis as writing prompts. So when kids are like, I don't know what to write, I can't think of anything, I think it would be fun as teachers to just create random emojis. And it can be a story, it can be a, um, I guess that would just be a narrative story that they make up. It could be a how-to with emojis, you could do some of those. You could do a prequel in the upper grades so that you have a set of emojis and ask the student to create what happened before the event and the set of emojis, or even a sequel, what happened after that set of emojis. So it's a fun way to get students writing in an upper elementary classroom with emojis. If you have some English language learners or if you're teetering around the second or first grade world, I'm sure they know what emojis are too. 
you could do a set of emojis and have students create rhyming words, what rhymes with the emoji on the screen or on the paper. So that's an easy way to incorporate emojis in writing and to get kids excited because if they're excited, then they're going to perform and do well for you. So that is just another idea. And I have not used that one in my classroom yet, but I do plan to use it again when all the students are back. My fifth idea I wanted to share with you today is having students do the creating of emojis. So up until now, we have sat out emojis and created something with them. But I thought, what if, if you were doing a social studies unit or even a novel study or a math problem or I don't know, I mean, science idea, and you asked students to create an emoji for whatever. So in ELA, you could create a mo an emoji that describes the main character or the solution to the problem in the story or the, um, like if they were the main character in the book, if they could have their own emoji, what would it be and why? You know, students are super duper creative and I just think that would be really cool to have them take the information that they have learned about and apply it to creating an emoji because, you know, the emoji, I don't know if it's an app or an add-on or what kind of service it is, but over the years has grown significantly and I'd like to think it's grown because people are offering ideas or the content creators are getting more creative based on what's going on around them. So I think that would be really cool. You could do it in Google Drawings. You could do it on just a piece of paper. Um, pretty limitless. And I think this way you are having students create, think, and apply. I think that's a pretty rigorous task, especially, you know, if it was social studies. And you were talking, this is the time of year that a lot of schools do community workers or the government and what that looks like, branches of government or voting or early exploration. You know, I'm not sure what um, I think in sixth grade they're doing more like Greece and maybe Greek mythology to start out, but have students apply whatever time period they're learning about or whatever topic they're learning about and have them create an emoji to show their understanding or an emoji that would fit in the time period that you're talking about or an emoji to represent a service that a community helper does or you would like to have a community helper do or in science to show, um, you know, in fifth grade science, we just wrapped up heat transfer and matter and physical and chemical changes. And so you could have an emoji to hit any one of those points, but just having students create an emoji based on content that you're currently doing. 
um, in math, what I think it could look like is students creating an emoji to represent their understanding. So in fifth grade right now, it's volume, composite volume, story problem volume. So there's a lot of opportunities there. And then they like it too, to have the say-so. So again, it's just a thought for students to create an emoji to show understanding or apply their thoughts to different um, content areas. Resource number six is my final resource idea using emojis in the classroom. And what I thought that could be goes back to ELA. I do spend a majority of my day in the ELA space. So my first thoughts, you know, lend themselves to that, but I do teach other subject areas as well. But anywho, having students sort, I love sorting, and having students sort emojis based on nouns, adjectives, verbs, would be our most basic ones, and just give them the emoji menu and have them sort them and explain their thinking would be a fun way to assess student understanding of, you know, parts of speech, grammar, and um, you get your data. They don't realize they're being assessed, and all is right in the world, and there's a lot of good research to support the rigor of sorting things, so that would be a good one for them. It would also be neat to see what they think, because, like, for example... One of the emojis, it looks like a schoolhouse. They could say their school name. Well, then that's a common noun. Or I'm sorry, not a common noun, a proper noun. But if they just said school, then that would be the common noun. So, anywho, emoji sorting would be really fun. And for that, you could put a whole bunch of them on the Google Doc, right? Print off a copy, send it through the laminator, and cut it into strips or pieces and have them manipulate them to show understanding. If you are a one-to-one school, you could have them take a picture of it and upload it, or if it's distance learning, upload it to Seesaw or Canvas or Google Classroom. But that's the final idea I wanted to leave you with, with um, using emojis in the classroom. Here is your technology tip of the week. The tip comes from the book, Control, Alt, Achieve, Rebooting Your Classroom with Creative Google Projects, written by Eric Kurtz. He is pretty fabulous. If you don't already follow him on Twitter, he is a good go-to person. We should have him on the podcast sooner or later. Just need to connect back with him and he will... Gosh, he'll be a wealth of amazingness for you all. But back to the technology tip. So the episode is all about integrating emojis into different spaces of our day to engage student learners. Instead of just sitting on your phone creating emojis or an iPad, I love his tip on how to insert emojis 
into Google Docs. I'm not sure if you knew that was a thing. I did not until I read his book. But here is the quick play-by-play on how to insert emojis. First, you're going to open a Google Doc. You're going to click Insert in the top menu bar. You're going to then choose Special Characters from the drop-down menu. The Insert Special Characters window will open. From the Symbol menu on the top left, choose Emoji. You will see a grid of emoji images. You can choose more emojis by choosing a category and the second drop-down menu. The categories include people and emotions, animals, plants, and food, objects, sports, celebrations, and activities, transport, maps, and signage, weather, scenes, and zodiac signs, enclosed marks, symbols. So, If you hover over your mouse over any of the emojis, you'll get a pop-up window with a larger view of the emoji along with its name. And he offers the tip that if you don't find quickly the emoji that you want, you can type it into the search by keyword and it should eliminate them. But that's how you can insert emojis into Google Docs instead of having to do it from your phone and then either airdrop it onto your computer or email it or Dropbox it or put it on Drive. There's a way to just do it from Google Docs and it's on your Drive. You can pull it up anywhere. And I just thought that might be really helpful for you. Before I knew that tip, when I was talking about the um, vocabulary emojis, and how I'd use them for science and ELA. And I started it, and then I released it to my students to create for future words that we have done. But what I would do is I would pull up my phone, I would click on the Pick Collage app, and I would pick a solid colored background. And then from there, I would insert my emojis for whatever vocabulary word I wanted to show the students. And then I would click Save Image to Library from Pic Collage. Then I would have it, and I'd have to airdrop it to either my home computer. My school computer doesn't let me airdrop. I think it's a security thing, which is fine. But at school, if I was doing it, I'd have to email it to myself or use data to upload the picture onto my drive and then log into my computer and project it through the Apple TV. So anyway, a lot of unnecessary steps... If you can just create what you're wanting for your school, for your classroom, from Google Docs. You could create a whole sheet of them and then cut them into strips for whatever activity you want. So it just seems to be a way more efficient way of creating the emojis to do all the different ideas that I've talked about today. Just thought I would share if you want more great ideas before I can deliver them to you, I highly suggest Eric Kurt's book, Control, Alt, Achieve. It's on Amazon. Um, It's just a whole book of fabulousness. So there you go.
All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Teaching Takeaways. I'm sorry the episode didn't come out on Tuesday, but with the debate and transitioning back to a full classroom, leaving the hybrid model behind and going back to as close to a regular classroom environment as we've had in the past, it's been a little bit not so but um, it's okay. And if you noticed that I sounded different in different parts of it, I was just trying to get it in wherever I had time. And time right now seems to be super tight, but that's okay. Trying to build um, some time in where it's quiet, where nobody is like mommy or Miss Holman or anything like that. And so I recorded in my car I've recorded on the Peloton and I've recorded in my classroom. So hopefully we get back in the next couple of episodes back to one cohesive sound that doesn't sound like I'm a million different places, but I just, it's really important to me to share with you guys awesomeness as I come across it or think about it because I believe together all of us, we are better. So anyway, thank you so much for joining. And if there's ever anything you would like more information on, I love buying books and reading them and applying things. People will tell you that know me that I am a trier. I love mixing things up. It's fun for me. I don't like doing the same thing every August, September, all the way through May. I look forward to changes. Um, It keeps me excited about my job. So that being said, you can direct message me on Instagram at teaching takeaways on Twitter at Amanda Hallman, or you're welcome to email me at teaching takeaways at gmail.com. Anything you want to know more about, I am all in to do the front loading researching and then deliver it to you so that all you have to do is get a a snippet of what you were looking for. And until next time, I want to leave you with one quick parting question out of all of the ideas that I shared today about using emojis in the classroom. Which idea are you most excited to try out in your classroom? And if you decide to try it out, would you mind tagging me in a Twitter post or commenting on this podcast uh, image on Instagram so I can you know learn more about you and you can tell me how you used it if you liked it how it went and I just thank you so very much for hanging in there for another episode of teaching takeaways instant relevance um, on your time thanks again guys see you next week